Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. And if you've been listening to recent episodes of the podcast, you know we've been following the story of Jason Suddeth. And basically, he's a man, a man on a mission. Uh, the mission started off with just getting healthy and I had him on the podcast episode number 39. He just got done backpacking the Linville Gorge, which was like hands down the prettiest area in my opinion, the prettiest area in North Carolina. Uh, and he lost 40 pounds in two months. So super cool. Um, he was my neighbor's son, uh, in Danville, Virginia. And so I chatted with him for the podcast and, uh, After the, well, throughout the conversation, basically, this idea of running an ultra marathon came up. (laughs) And Jason hadn't really ran more than, I don't know, five miles at the time. And uh, he was totally in. He just was in. He decided he was going to do it. He was going to run a 50K. Um, We found a cool race. It was one uh, that I had previously ran called the Pilot Mountain 2 Hanging Rock Ultra uh, 50K race in northern North Carolina. And yeah, he signed up and he was in. So ever since then, we've had him on a couple times with the Bigfoot sightings, which are shorter interviews. So number 52 and number 61. So just a couple weeks ago. And basically, we've been kind of chatting with him, kind of preparing him, getting him ready to take on an ultra marathon, a trail 50K through the woods of North Carolina. And I'm proud to say that we're having Jason on the show today because last weekend he finished that race. um, And I just, I personally hadn't talked to him yet. We were kind of texted back and forth. I think I called him and we congratulated him. We talked for like five minutes after the race, but uh, I hadn't heard the whole story. And so what follows is about uh, a race review, really from the perspective of a first time ultra runner, trail runner. And, uh, And the purpose for this interview really is to hopefully inspire i basically here's what i want i want over the next week i want to get an email from someone that says i just listened to your podcast and i signed up for my first 50k because that would make me so happy (laughs) um so this episode and the next one is actually another first time 50k and uh the goal what i want you to realize is that you can run an ultra marathon. It's doable. Um, it's worthwhile. It's an event that will be an adventure and it'll be a memory that you have for the rest of your life. It'll be something that you remember forever. I love 50Ks. They are my f- absolute favorite distance um, for a couple of reasons. And I started to think about this. I, I, a few months ago, I was on the Diz runs podcast, which you should totally check out. And Diz is his first question. Denny's first question is always, what's your favorite distance? And it's a very like running oriented podcast. Um, and man, I knew that was going to be the first question going in. And I thought I was going to have more of an issue, like, you know, a debate in my head, but like instantly I'm like 50 K for sure hands down because it's a long enough distance that you're having yourself an adventure and it's going to take up a significant amount of your day, but it's not long enough where you're going to be out there all day long. Like it's, it's just the perfect amount of awesomeness, adventure, pain, Um, and it'll still get you back in time to have some beers and barbecue and hang out when the sun's still shining and, you know, kind of throw a, a blanket out on the ground, just lay down or, or sit in a a camping chair and, and watch all the others and cheer all the other runners coming through. It's a perfect distance in that sense. And so I want you to leave today knowing 
that you are totally capable of stepping up to the challenge of one of these. But I don't also don't want to diminish what Jason did because what he did is f- unbelievable. It's amazing from where he was a year ago to where he was today or where he is today is just great. So I don't want to diminish that, but I want you to realize that you can do it too. Anyone can do one of these distances, but through Jason's race report and then later uh, the next episode, Scott's race report, I want you guys to realize it's going to take a lot of hard work. So you can totally do this, but you have to be committed to it. You have to understand that you're going to go through a significant amount of pain, (laughs) Um, a significant amount of like having to self-talk, like you need the positive self-talk because you're going to go through some negative stuff during one of these races. Um, Your stomach might be thrown off. You're going to be in muscle soreness, joint aches, you know, uh, it's, there's going to be hills. Like if you've never done a trail race, you're not just running down the road. You know, there's not like people cheering you on the whole way. Like you're by yourself in the middle of the woods, climbing a dirt trail covered in mud, going up a mountain. In Jason's case, there's probably leaves on the ground. Like you're going to be by your, and you're going to be by yourself for a significant amount of the time. And so I just want you to prepare for that if you sign up for one of these races. Because I think I personally, I've experienced this. And it's funny, like I got on Facebook today. My Facebook memories came up, which apparently are like how you remember things these days. Because I was like, oh, yeah. But uh, uh, apparently four four years ago today, I ran my first 50K in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I just remember I learned so much about myself and about my grit and my resilience um, and what I could push through and how I can be successful if I just keep grinding and grinding. Like you can be successful at that. And you learn so much that you can apply to the rest of your life that they're just great events. Like you need to find one, search one out, sign up. The community's great. You're going to be surprised by just the variety of people who run these races. Um, you know, there's no, there's no reason to be like self-conscious about like, oh, like maybe I look weird when I run or, you know what I mean? Like there's no reason for that. Cause half the people running have giant mountain man beards and like hair down to their shoulders and stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> So, uh, you don't, those are all kind of just, I guess like if you're someone who's never ran a trail race or an ultra marathon, you're expecting to go there and just see everyone in phenomenal, like Olympic athlete shape. And that's just not what you see because some of the people that you're racing with, you're like, man, that guy, like, or that lady, like, there's no way she's going to finish. There's no way he's going to finish. And then you go down the course and like mile 30 comes around and you're just seeing these badasses like sprint, like not sprinting at that point, but like going up this hill and you're like, wow, those are some of the most mentally tough people that I've ever met. And it blows your mind. So there's a variety of people there, a variety of skills. Uh, Jason and I get into like some of the really cool things about, 50Ks and ultra marathons in this podcast. Jason's report is funny. Um, He's a funny guy. He's a very jolly guy, which I love. Uh, (laughs) And honestly, over the last like six months, we've become really good friends just over texting about this race and like getting him ready to go. So uh, super proud of you, man. I'm, I'm so impressed. I'm so inspired by you. I hope everyone listening to this is takes away what I've taken away. So I'm glad to know it to know you, not have known you. That would be weird, like past tense thing. But I'm glad to know you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, dude, keep it up. You're inspiring, inspiring guy. Uh, for the rest of the episodes, if you enjoy this one, go to SoundCloud, check us out, like a Bigfoot. Um, we've had quite a bit of 
various guests. They've all been awesome. Uh, also go on iTunes, leave us a review. If you are so kind, that would be awesome and excellent. I would love that. It, may, it would just make my day. I'm not really sure what the reviews do, except I do know they do one thing. They make me smile. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the podcast. This is going to be like a Bigfoot number 63 running his very first 50K, the Pilot Mountain to Hanging Rock race, which is an excellent race. We're talking with Jason Suddeth. Congrats, man. All right, guys, um, this week on the show, we're welcoming back Jason Suddeth, who we had on just a few weeks ago. Um, he just completed his very first 50K, the Pilot Mountain to Hanging Rock 50K in, I think it's like Danbury, North Carolina. Is that right? Salisbury? Salisbury. It's one of those berries. They're, they're right <laughs> next to each other. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's like Northern North Carolina. Exactly. That's the description, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it was a great race and really I wanted to have him on today to kind of, I want the focus to kind of be on how anybody can accomplish this feat if they're willing to put in the time, the effort, the hard work, because we were talking earlier, you, you didn't even have this on your radar a year ago, did you? Nope. Um, it's kind of all came i started preparing i was thinking about it after the fact it was probably so march april may okay may and june is when i was like i'm gonna do a 50k and then i didn't sign up for it until maybe probably close to june okay june and, or july and to put it in perspective it's october now so really yep. you you Sign up for a 50K and then how many months? June, July. I, this is when you realize I can't do months. June, July, August, September. And like yep. we're kind of in the middle of October. So like four and a half months you use mm -hmm. to train for it, which is awesome. And yep. I'd say that's probably about right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it all, I think the timeline worked good for me because any further out, it would have been super like uh, that's far enough away that I wouldn't have trained for it. But yeah. It was, I think, the right amount of time that I was like, okay, I've got time to train, and it's time for me to start really focusing on training um, and getting into the groove and focusing on how long I'm on my feet and all those things. I mean, we talked about that in other podcasts, but um, that was, I think it was a good timeline. Four months, I think, was, three months would have been perfect. Four months was enough time for me to wrap my brain around how far 32 miles is. Yeah, and just to kind of like, if people haven't gone back and listened, I talked to Jason a few times before on both the Bigfoot sightings, and then he had his own episode. Um, but can you give everyone like an idea, like one year ago today, where were you at health-wise, like weight-wise, health-wise? One year ago today, I would have been 267 pounds. I am now at 211 was the last time I did it. I haven't done it in a month. I need to check on that. Um, and I had just bought a house, so I was working hardcore on a house. I am now happily living in that house that I was working <laughs> on and married. Um, it's been a busy year. Yeah. Um, what about, like, athletically at the time? Like, were you doing anything? Or? I, could, um, I struggled running around the block. Um that's when I started. I would run up one street, walk a street, run a street, walk a street, and that was a block to make that square. I did that on the podcast that everyone can see, right? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so literally ran half a block and walked half a block and did that for uh, about three weeks and got bored with it and then changed it to running a full block and then... Um, just kind of up in that ante and before i know it it's uh talking to you i just kind of went from blocks to time and trying to run for a full hour and then two hours and then hey chris should i be running looking at my mileage yet and he's you still said no 
I was so disappointed about that because every runner wants to know how many miles they run. Not how yeah, long exactly. They run. No, exactly. But now you can say like from that I man, ran- yeah, you ran thirty-one <laughs> miles, probably more because it's always more. It seems like, but you ran like thirty-one miles through the mountains, like up dirt, like up rocks and you know down hills and over i mean i know i've done that course so like you're at the very end the last like two miles they're like legit cliffs and like giant boulders you're jumping down by these waterfalls and like that just is so crazy and i want people to leave the conversation today thinking like man i could do that i could do that too that sounds really cool sounds very painful which i'm sure we'll get into but (laughs) it's something like i could actually accomplish because you guys can, and it's, well, it's so cool. It's it's all about how you want to eat the elephant. You you can't eat the elephant in one bite. It's it's a bite by bite. You got to take it on, and that was really the biggest perspective change and learning and rewarding myself. So I know you don't run with a watch, but I res- I, I I Garmin, you and Garmin? it's fun to see those results. <laughs> I I Garmin. Um, I really like getting those um like my watch will tell me get up and move you're you're sitting still too long i gotta go inside and put my phone on power oh i thought you were actually like representing what you were just saying where you're like oh my watch just told me to get up and move because you guys aren't here but i'm talking to jason on skype and all of a sudden i see him start walking and i'm like man he's really serious like this dude listens to his watch (laughs) i do every time it tells me to move i get up and go did you no, hear? I, uh, so I, earlier, I proposed the battery, and I didn't realize it. At an on an earlier podcast, I proposed the idea, and I'm still throwing it out here, Garmin, uh, steal my idea. But your watch just <laughs> has like a man up day, where it suggests like it's like today you're gonna have fifty thousand steps or something crazy. So fun fact, <laughs> my my Garmin died on me with an hour or about forty five minutes left in the race. Okay. Um. But it saved everything up to the point of when I um, was doing all the things. So at seven hours and whatever, I ended up getting 57,000 steps. <laughs> no way. With it's, like two hours still to go or like an hour still with, to go? With an hour left to go. Wow. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Ain't it? Yeah, I was pretty bizarre, like blown away. Yeah, I remember Which, – I remember like you have that data in your mind and then after the race you're like going home and you get to go out to eat that night or something and you're just sitting around looking around the restaurant and you're like how many people took like 60,000 steps today like this is crazy (laughs) man yeah it's a perspective changer for sure yeah um do you want to get into like race day like what can you help describe like for someone who's never ran an ultra marathon um, especially like from you being like a new person, like it's in your first perspective on it. Like, what did you think? Like showing up, start line in it, taking the bus to the start line, all that. Like, how was, how was that experience? All right. So I'll start you at the very top. Cause I got a fun story about the bus. Um, I moved everything. Can you hear me? Good. Am I good? Yeah, cool. Um, so Nothing like coming into it from this side, I could, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could do that again. From the beginning, the perspective is 180 on like how I packed my bag, how I prepared. Um, I think physically I prepared the only way that you possibly could, but um, the actual like getting ready for the race day. I could have done that a lot better. Um, so, like, how so? What I, do you mean by that? I ended up. I'm. I. I will be late to my funeral. I will be late to everything. Joy wrote in her vows that my punctuality. She would. She would be okay with it. Um, my wife. Um, but. So I left Danville at four fifteen to get to the race. Um, the first bus was leaving at six ten, and I had to get there in time and it takes right about an hour and a half. So I was like, okay, I'm good. Plenty of time. I can make this. This is a good time. 
I end up leaving, I'm going, and the fog is horrible, um, rolling in, sun's kind of rising, and the fog's rolling in, I end up pulling into, so the race ends at um, the Green Heron Ale House, and there's kind of like this little road that cuts around the back, and everyone's parking, and I'm pulling in, and I see a couple runners, and they're kind of at their cars getting ready and stuff, and all right, I'm, I'm like, good, I've got time, I'm throwing my bag on my back, and kind of pulling through my stuff, make sure I've got everything, um, and I look up, and none of the runners are there, and I don't see anybody, I'm like, well, Darren, where's everybody at, and I look, I just kind of cut around the bend, and I see the bus going up the hill, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, shiest is this the, the beginning of this day? Like, how how do you start a race and you miss the bus? Warm up, man. You get to chase the bus. Oh, so I literally am running from my <laughs> my car to the edge of the hill, and you know it because you've seen it, but this is this gravel hill that goes straight up, and I'm waving, I'm turning my phone on with the light, trying to get their attention because it's pitch black, and he just keeps going. And so this is at 6, like I was one minute late. It was 6.11 when I looked at my phone at that point. I was like, whoa, so, so angry. Yeah, so there's this one guy that was, um, I, I, I ran up, missed the bus, and I come back and jog back to the Heron, and there's this one guy that looks official, looks kind of like he's one of the volunteers, one of the guys, and I come up, I was like, hey, man, was that the was that the last bus? And he's like, yeah, that was, that was it. They left. Uh, and I was like, cool, saw that. And where do I go? Where's the start? My phone, it I didn't I could not get signal and I'm like, where am I going? And I ended up he's like, Well you just need to go to it's um something something hotel road and I'm like, All right, uh, can you type type in what you know in my GPS and um I end up I'm like hitting refresh on my phone for like twenty minutes. Just driving down the road aimlessly trying to get to where I'm going because my phone <laughs> will not refresh and will not get signal. It was awful. Let I me mean, ask you this though, because the start of this race is literally in the middle of nowhere, right. North Carolina, like hotel yeah, it's not road at a state park. It's not at a thing. It's, is there a hotel? <laughs> it's a hotel question. road. I know there's a school pinnacle, pinnacle hotel road. And I don't. I never saw a hotel. There's no hotel the there. I can guarantee it. No hotel. I don't know why they yeah, named it. There's that. a there's a school. <laughs> I'll, I'll grant for that. But so what should have only taken me about thirty minutes to get to in a yeah. car took me about an hour. Oh no, man! You're all stressed too. So I'm like, I mean, I have never prayed so hard in my life. <laughs> I was like, Holy Spirit speaking in tongues over my phone. <laughs> Uh, I was trying. It was it was awful. And then, I mean, I'm following this one car. I'm like, all right, this 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 one van. They know where they're going. I'm gonna follow them. Their license plate says Ultra Runner. They know what they're doing. And they end up pulling into a driveway. And I'm like, crap. Oh <laughs> no, man. Now? What are the chances? <laughs> right. They're like Ultra something something Runner in their license plate. I don't know. It was, but. And my phone, fine. I pull over to the side of the road, and I mean, I literally, like, I turn off my car. I'm taking, like, deep breaths, and it's like, all right, phone refresh. And I clicked it one more time, and it clicked in and started. And then it said, no results found. And I was like, <laughs> you stupid son of a Google. And so I finally get the address to click in. I look through my emails. I can get to my email finally and find the actual start line address. Note to self write down and print out physical instructions to all races. Yeah. That is important. That's a that, great clue for trail running too, because you're always in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Like you're not why, starting why in I a didn't city do that before. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I end up long story short, I end up making it to the race. Um, how much time to spare? I get to the start line at seven, 30 like 35 and the race starts at 745 i had like roughly 15 10 minutes like yeah. 10 to 15 minutes before like go time and like i'm getting there and i'm i'm like because it's 
there's two roads that intersect and there's this parking lot with a porta potty and that is the starting line. Yeah. <laughs> and you pull up and you're like, okay, cool. And so you get there and you're talking to people and you're meeting new people and runner runners are super, super nice people. But before a 50 K they're kind of snobby. I mean, I don't know. There were some of them that I was like, you're that guy, aren't you? But then I met like two of that guy. <laughs> What do you mean uh, by that guy? Found... What do you mean, like, what were they saying? What were they doing? Just, they had the best gear, yeah. the, the, all of the expensive stuff, and didn't want to talk to my low life. <laughs> Never ran a 50K before self. Man, can I, I tell know. you real quick? Uh, the very first time I ran a 50K, I finished the race. And, like, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm feeling Great. so proud, and I'm like, yeah, I'm awesome, you know? Like, in my mind, I'm like, you're the man, Chris. And the very first day in the race director, he just looked at me, and he's like, you ran it in those shorts? I'm like, <laughs> what? And I look down, wearing, like, football, you know, like, the long shorts to your knees. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and then also, to keep that in mind, I ran one, the one I did in Asheville, the Quest for the Crest, which is awesome, dude. You should totally... Maybe not do the 50K if you don't feel up to another one next spring. But if you Bring are, on. it's freaking awesome. You'll love it. But uh, I ran that one, and I had a backpack. And, like, I ripped off the toe of my running shoe and, like, cut Ugh. it. And, like, tried to Pinterest up a project here. And I, I like, <laughs> I tied it to my backpack to the back so I could put a water bottle. And the, it would hold a water bottle in the back. Like, I made a makeshift backpack. Camel. Yeah. yeah, and it was taped up with um, penguin duct tape. So I looked ridiculous, don't get me wrong. But I kind of felt like, I was like, when I'm passing people right now, they're going to be like, that guy's passing me, and he has yeah. the dumbest stuff. So, yeah, I I know people, all, like, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been a gearhead, which is why you talked about your watch. I don't ha even have a watch um, just because I've never, like, and people like even with running shoes they're like what are your favorite running shoes i'm like i don't even know man i just try different ones each time and some of right. them work and some of them don't so yeah i i totally understand that. that's definitely part of it but uh yeah but yeah so anyways well, you're so, i mean i'm not gonna diss there are really good people that are good runners i will not <laughs> i will not knock them off their pedestal there are some amazing people that are really cool and i met some really cool people um i i got to talking with there was, I mean, I think I met probably, I met and talked to at least a dozen people and made good friends. Like, I would look forward to meeting them again. Um, there was a couple that I didn't get their name that I don't really care that I don't know their name. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, too, because every time I ran a race in Virginia, including that one, which was in North Carolina, but every time I ran one of those races, I met the same guy. His name was Early. And I met him at every single race and it was just funny, man. I was like, wow, you're like, it's just, it's a small community. So even though the races are a hundred miles apart, you know, right. ways away from each other, you are still going to run into the same group of people, which was super cool. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, man. Yeah, so, so what happened? Like when the, when the gun went off, like what, so what, how did you feel? Like how fast did you go? Did you start sprinting? What's up? <laughs> so it was one of those things where, at the starting line, and we are all basically. You start in a, on a highway, not a highway, a mountain road that's paved, and then you can you cross a street, and that you enter this trail. And the trail head is basically a doorway. So herd of cattle style, you're sitting there, kind of walking jumping pacing running in place to kind of bottleneck through this one trail yeah, 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 yeah. so if you didn't get to the front you were kind of okay if you're in the back you wanted to hang back just to let people go through this one little nook and so we were kind of really really congested for probably a good mile um unfortunately i got stuck behind that one guy that had the brand new nathan's backpack that still had the tag on it and I wanted to talk to him real bad, but I couldn't help. I, I couldn't bring myself to it. Um, he, he, bless his heart, had, I mean, he had, like, really cool gear that I would be like, dude, that's awesome. Like, Are you had, doing the southern bless his heart where it's kind of sarcastic? Yeah. <laughs> yes, very southern. 
he had he had like brand new Solomons on that were like the coolest shoes ever. I'm not a I'm not a gearhead either, like you said. I mean, I do have a watch and I do wear Solomons, but he had like the nicest, prettiest looking Solomons I've ever seen. That never been touched. They've never touched mud before. Yeah. He had Puma socks about halfway up his leg. He had the the half thigh, really booty short style runners. <laughs> and then like this really, really nice Nathan's backpack that still had the tag dangling. And I just like, but Derek, um, but I got stuck behind him. And you just wanted to was, pick the, pick the tag off. I wanted to take the tag off like for the first <laughs> mile. Cause he, he, the way you were running, you couldn't really pass people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a single track and you're all starting yeah. off at the same spot. Yep. And so I finally get around him, and we got to the the horse trail that you were talking about. That's uh-huh. just kind of like steadily uphill. And I was like, I kept on hearing your voice in my head: "Don't, don't sprint, don't sprint." Yeah, because um, everyone goes so fast, right at the beginning. And that's when I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna run, and I'm not gonna pass everybody. But I'm, I've got to get some nerves out." So I made it all through there. I was probably. I was doing – I went faster than I should have right there, but it felt good, and I had to do it because I had to get that the nervous nerves out of me, um, which I don't know. I don't know what, how fast I was going. I wasn't really paying attention to my watch or anything. Yeah. But um, I was passing people pretty steadily. But it was – I climb hills well. Yeah. Um, I like hills. Yeah. Um, I don't like the hills at the end of the 50K. <laughs> I like hills at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, for that. sure. Um, but so we're just going, and I'm I'm passing pretty consistently. And then it finally kind of levels out, and I find a good pace, and I just sit there and kind of get a good good rhythm. And I started talking to this, this guy named Kevin, and we were talking real good, and um, I ran with him for a good 10 miles at least. Nice, man. And we're just steadily talking, conversating, um, and we get mile, I'd say about fifteen ish, and he points up ahead. He's like, "Yeah, you see that 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 orange hoodie?" And so, probably, I'd say a quarter of a mile ahead, we're on this street, this kind of rolling hills, and he points up ahead, and I see it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, orange hoodie." He's like, "Yeah, that's that's that chick that," and he couldn't give me the name and. Yeah, she's she's really good. She's um she's on like some Netflix documentary or something. Oh, really? Like, and and we're keeping up with her? What <laughs> what's up with her? Is she okay? And he's like, I don't know. I, I know she's done like she does 50k's and 100k's and I think she even did a 200k. Do you remember what Whoa. the documentary was? And we got to go in and I finally I talked to another person and he was talking to me and I was like, "So, who's the famous runner that's with us and um he's like oh you must mean the um nikki kimball oh really and she (laughs) nikki kimball was running apparently in this one and she had pulled a hamstring okay and doing doing this race she didn't even she wasn't on the roster um she was supporting a friend apparently but still finished at like i mean she she was can in front of me up until at least mile 20, and then I lost her. I don't know yeah. where she went. Yeah. Um, but I was like, whoa, I kept up with Nikki Kimball. That rocks, that. man. Dude, okay, so that brings up one thing I really love about ultra running is since – okay, so when you're in a different sport, like if I'm playing basketball, I'm not going to be in the same event as – like LeBron James, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but in ultra running, you can be doing the same exact event as these elite endurance athletes and like quote unquote ultra running famous. And you're in the same events with them. You're running with them at the end of the finish line. Everyone's usually hanging out. So you're kind of put somewhat on the same level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. And it's such a weird interesting kind of specific thing about this sport that doesn't necessarily happen in all the other ones. Um, the documentary she was in on Netflix, you guys want to check it out. It's called finding traction and it's about her running the Vermont long trail. And she was, Mm -hmm. I'm looking up on Wikipedia. She did it in, or she set the record, uh, 273 miles in five days, seven hours and 42 minutes. And 
There's a part of that movie. Have you watched it yet? I have not. I oh, want man. to. I'm on my list. You should totally watch it. There's a part where she just like breaks down towards the end, and it's like really hard to watch, but also something you can kind of sympathize with. Uh, right. You know, doing one of these events. So, anyways, that's awesome, man. So you got to like mile fifteen. So you're like halfway through. Do you feel okay at this point? Um, I felt pretty good. Yeah. That's what I mean. And like you said, you, you feel like you're on the same level with a lot of these people. And I think um, I owe it to just training and being well well rested before the race. But I didn't like actually bonk and feel tired and what am I doing until mile like 25. Okay. Um, That's pretty good. So, so it was um, – I'm trying to think. So it was right. We got done. You, you're leaving Pilot Mountain, and you're kind of on these. You go back and forth off and onto real roads, and then count trails, and then real roads, yep. and then trails. And there's this one point. And this is the longer stretch of road, and you are going up this hill that's a yep. steady grade, and it's going kind of up and around a curve. Yep. And everyone starts walking at this point. Um. There was a couple hills where I, I literally, like, I'd stop. I'd run half of it, and I'd walk a little bit just because I wanted to conserve. But then it got to these, and everyone stopped at the beginning of the hill, and I kept running. And I found out why <laughs> about a mile up. Lesson <laughs> learned. literally, you were steadily going up. Yeah. I don't know what the grade was, but it was just constantly up for about three miles. <sighs> Yeah, I remember that part. Because then you yeah, start so, entering Hanging Rock State Park. Yeah, exactly. Which you get is, to the top of the hill, yeah. and then you yeah. see Hanging Rock, which is another, like, the the face of the mountain. And you're like, oh, cool, I've made it to the top of this hill. Now I've got to go up that mountain. <laughs> yeah, like, I just went and up so, so I can go up some more. Exactly. And so that hill was hard, but then you, as soon as you enter into Hanging Rock, like within you you go up this you go up another kind of road hill and then you're in the park there's an aid station you leave it and then there's nothing but yep. switchbacks yep switchbacks and forever switchbacks, and then that part was difficult i broke out my tracking poles at that point cuz i brought those nice cuz i was smart i did do that at the end of the race i'll tell you why i wasn't smart for having those okay but <laughs> at this point i'm smart for having tracking poles and i felt good and i've got a good kind of pace going and then we're going it's another uphill that is the most uphill hill that i have uphilled that was ever. the point i was trying to tell you about that you need to go Ugh. hike it's like some horse trail but it's like straight up and there's giant rocks in it yeah exactly <laughs> it is a drainage ditch yes full of rocks and it is straight uphill <laughs> i mean you i mean i am going uphill and I'm leaning forward, and my fingertips are grabbing rocks. Yeah, it's. I mean, steep. it is that uphill, and I got. I mean, I think I made it. It was. I say it was halfway. It was probably a little less than halfway, and my right above my knees locked up. I mean, cramped up. The it was awful, <laughs> and I just like all right. I'm taking a break. I so fun fact. I skipped the aid station, or I didn't skip the aid station. I went to the aid station, and I drank pickle juice for the first time. It's disgusting because it sat in the sun, and it was probably 80 degrees. And but it's the I juice it of pickles, which is disgusting. It, yeah, it was good for your cramps, apparently. This but podcast still doesn't know. We don't know why that is, and I'm vinegar. too lazy to look it up. Oh, vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> Just like mustard That's something packing. I should know. <laughs> um. And then um, I ate some mandarin oranges, and then I left that aid station, and I forgot to fill up my boogie bottles. Like, yeah. I didn't fill up any water bottles. And I was, like, going oh, up this mountain, and it hit me. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I don't have water. Um, so, fun fact, some really awesome dude told me to put a uh-oh water bottle in my backpack. And oh wait, was I that me? That, I listened to that really cool dude. Yeah, that was Chris Ward. nice. Put and that uh-oh he in saved, there. He <laughs> saved my butt. Um, 
So I I put like a Nalgene bottle back there. It was yeah. probably bigger than I needed for my uh-oh, but I was glad I had that. Definitely, man. Save your uh-oh. So I f- drank from that, and I, sit, I, and I ended up like sitting on this hill. And I'm so far ahead of the people that I had passed at the beginning that I sat down for a good five minutes. I drank water. I filled up my water bottles on my boobies. I ate my – I had like one of those debunking coffee bars. Yeah. And, I mean, I this this is the first point in the race that I started getting like nauseated and lightheaded and kind of felt like I might actually vomit. Yeah. And, I, like I said, a good five, ten minutes of me sitting and then finally somebody passes me. And I'm like, okay. Well – There goes my – it's, there goes that. <laughs> you just spread out so much because it's over yeah. 30 some miles. I mean, everyone gets totally yep. spread out. What were you thinking about at the time? Like, did you ever have thoughts of like, am I going to be able to do this? Or I um, made a huge no. mistake. I knew, I knew that I was going to finish. I had already made that ultimatum to myself yeah. that I was going to finish this race. I don't care if they pulled me or not. I was yeah. going to finish. Um, but there was a little hesitation. At that point, I was really thinking about why i was running um i don't know i think it was on a podcast with you but somebody um made a comment about writing three different lists yep um is that you that that, was was well it wasn't me but it was this your podcast it was this book both the guests and i her name was jennifer mabus the whimsical woman uh she was talking about this book called appalachian trials and it's written by this guy who does like a through hike and he talks about making the purposeful like why am i doing this list before you do a through hike which i'm totally like you could totally apply that to ultra running like why am i doing that yeah yeah. and i actually i did that i i I didn't like write out a list but i had three mental lists going on in my head and why i was doing it and um what would happen if i failed and what would happen if i succeeded um lists and so really what was going through my head at that point was all of the people that were supporting me so um you flashed in there a few times and then joy flashed in there and then there was just i mean there's so many people that were keeping me accountable through the training and through the yeah i'm gonna run a 50k yeah um and they're like no you're not you're crazy (laughs) and then I mean, it was that a lot of that was going through my head at that point. Um, but then it was when this um, probably she was probably a good 60 years old passed me. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> then I got up and I followed suit. And then I ended up really had a good conversation with her yeah. uh, going up this hill. <laughs> <laughs> But that was that point of I am not letting a sixty-year-old woman pass me on this race. Yeah. Um, Even though there's so, some badass six-year-old women out there. Like, exactly, exactly. But it was she was this like it was like oh okay I I can do this now. Yeah, it's but like I also when I was her. a kid and I was on this roller coaster and I was terrified of it and everyone was putting their hands up and I'm like holding on to dear life and then I see yeah. in the front row there's this like seven-year-old putting his hands up i'm like ah man come on (laughs) yeah so fun fact about other people i was running with um at the beginning of the race we were kind of it was i met him at the starting line and then i lost him and then re kind of met up probably between about 15 and 25 and we slinkied that whole time she would pass me yep um her husband would pass me and then I'd pass them both, and it was just like that. And I found out they were, I found out there were a couple and everything. Yeah. And we did that the whole time. And then we get into the twenties, and I, we really got into a conversation at that point. And then she's like, "Yeah, well, I'm expecting my baby and such and such." And I'm like, "What? You're pregnant?" And then, um, wait, in passing, the sixty-year-old? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is not that, not that one. Sorry. Woo, back up. <laughs> no, this is the one between 15 and 20 not the not the older lady that oh got me gotcha okay <laughs> yeah and um the husband had a torn meniscus and a sprained ankle and the wife was pregnant and that was the point when i was like and i'm maintaining my speed with you guys yeah what am i doing wrong yeah and uh, it was it was another gut check um 
really just to keep me going up the hill. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't lose to a 60-year-old, a pregnant yeah. person, or a torn <laughs> meniscus individual. It's um, the, also it's also known like for road races when the uh, the people pushing strollers pass you and you're like, oh, man, come on. You got like 40 extra pounds you're pushing. You right, know? exactly. So you got to the top of the hill. I remember that top of the yep. hill, dude. I let out That's like a, the- yeah, like you're just so excited oh. to getting up there. <laughs> I got to the top of that hill and I grabbed my knees and let out the biggest exhale yeah. ever. I didn't scream, but I... <gasps> well, and if you've ever been to Hanging Rock State Park, this is where like Moore's Knob is, and you're basically at the top of the park. Like you can go up a little further if you turned left, but you're basically yeah. at the top. So, yeah. Um, but they definitely, I will, I will applaud the guys who planned this race. The aid stations were perfectly placed. Yeah. Um, like they were just close enough and just far enough that it was just perfect um i wrote them a little letter at the end and just lived with it but yeah the the age stations are perfect yeah man the hill i was really just kind of at a point of i feel good about myself i i mean i conquered probably what was the hardest part in my head um of the race and kept going and then The aid station after that was basically the um, uh, the um, visitor center in Hagen yep. Rock. Yep. Yep. So we're at the visitor center, and they're like, "Well, you've got this aid station right here that you're at, and then you've got about they said they said they had six miles left in the race." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And this is at the top of the mountain, and they're like, well, there's no more. And, I I mean, I was talking to them, asking. I was like, there's no more big uphills or anything left, right? And they're like, yeah, I think there's one more aid station about four miles down, and then two miles from that aid station to the finish. It's like, awesome. So I literally, like, I don't know. At this point, you're at the visitor center, and it is these huge steps. Yeah. So you step, step, drop, step, step, drop, step, step, drop. And I sprinted that entire way down. You get down those steps, and it's a couple curves, and then it becomes rock steps, and then yeah. the the falls are right there, the waterfalls. And so I like sprinted from that point all the way down to the waterfalls, and I felt great. Uh, I don't know if it was. I mean, I turned on a playlist. Yeah. I had my go-go music. Um, Best I felt the whole race right there. What was your go-go music? Um, I actually listened to Pod Runner. Okay. I don't know if you've tried them or not. I haven't. Um, but they basically they set the decibels or not the decibels the um, beats. Yeah, per I've heard about this thing. Okay. To your pace, and I had put on. I'd saved a couple to my phone, so I'd have them. But this one was. I mean, I couldn't even tell you what it was or yeah. anything, but it yeah. was this perfect rhythmic music that got me going and i start dancing when i'm running because i'm cool like that yeah of course. i'm bobbing my head i've got a little sway in the hips what's the boost like honestly like when you feel crappy and you are sort of tricking yourself into feeling good exactly you know know how they say when you smile you're actually releasing like endorphins and even if you're not feeling good and you force yourself to smile like it kind of makes yourself feel better it's that same idea like you're just throwing in a little little dance, a little robot, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I mean, that's literally... So, I mean, I had um, uh, Brian Boaz, the guy that read the Reach the Peaks, he was... He met me about the first hour and ran basically um, all of a mile with me and really encouraged me there. But then throughout the race, it was kind of a self-motivating thing. Yeah. And then... Um, right there, that I was like, I got six miles left in me. I do this every day. Yeah, I can run six miles in my sleep. This is good, and I felt good at that point. And so that's why it's like I sprint that whole way, all the way to the aid station. We cross the street. There's a truck there, and I talk to them, and they're like, "Yep, you got two more miles. There's no more uphills. Yeah, you're good." They lied. It was 
about three miles, yeah. and there are several hills. It's always um, a good lie, though. It's a uh, it you is know, a good lie. It's meant. Just, <laughs> it's meant to. I be will okay. just go ahead and say, anybody else who runs this fifty k, save a little bit of juice <laughs> just for that little bit. Yeah. So the last mile was the longest mile of my life. I I hit a wall like somebody threw. 50 bricks in my book bag. I mean, it was that dramatic. Like, my body just, I mean, my headphones, the battery died on them. Yeah. So I ended up not having my headphones at that point. And note to self, always bring corded earplugs, not battery Bluetooth. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, they're, yeah. I know they're great and you don't have wires, but they suck when the battery dies. Yeah. Which... I finished this race in eight hours and 33 minutes, and my phone battery was great, but my headphone battery died. Yeah. Bring two if you're going to do it that way. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so I get to that point, and I, I, like, the emotions start hitting me. I'm like, I can't stop running. I've got a mile left. I got this little bit. And really, that was the point when the emotions started hitting. I, I will admit, at that point, I was vocally out loud cussing myself and really just i cussed you a little bit just (laughs) just a little bit um nice (laughs) i i think there was just there's just like that little bit of doubt that snuck in and like i said save a little bit of juice for the last bit of the race um but but that moment when i convinced myself to keep going and then i crossed one more stream and then i see somebody else walking and I passed them. Yeah. It it immediately turned that off, and that negativity was gone, and my competitiveness kicked in. It was like I got to put distance between this person and that person. Yeah. Um. So then I end up basically at the end of the race. You're basically you zigzag across the stream. Yep. And you are you cross it. You're over. You cross it. You're over. I know. And I remember thinking the same thing. Like, is am I at the finish line yet? Like, yeah, or I thought I was end? lost. I remember thinking like. Cause I had a really good race there and I remember being like, Oh my God, I'm lost and I'm going to blow it right at the end. Cause I had yep. already gotten lost earlier in the race. Yep. And in, in those zigzags, I mean, it was, I, I even like had this, I am Rambo running through the jungle right now. <laughs> what? I mean, like it was like, I got into the, the mode right there. It was really cool. Yeah. But, but then you break the tree line and you're running on this gravel road and that gravel road was, I don't know, all of, all of a quarter of a mile and I'm I've got at this point I'm running at a good 12 yeah running's not uh, I mean, the correct I, I term for it but you're feeling good and you're like but you're yeah it's not like running at the beginning of the race like you know what I mean yeah I mean I've, I feel like I'm good and then like I hear steps behind me and I kind of like I thought I had a good distance between me and that other chick I turn and it's one of these 50 milers Oh. And they Whoa. they like all of sprint past me, and I'm like, how? Wow! And they like they finished um, a good minute ahead of me in the roster. Wow! And they like I was like, whoa! <laughs> so that was, and I mean, so another one of your podcaster people. I pull so much from you, no, so much inspiration, good, man. That's that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, that's the point um, of this thing. I had written on my arm, it. I obviously sweat, rinsed it off, but um, it was, my body is stronger than my mind says, yeah. and I was chanting it that entire road, <laughs> and that was, I mean, I stopped saying, I felt like self-conscious when that 50k or went past me, or 50 miler, I yeah. was like, Ooh, he probably heard me, or she probably heard me making a fool of myself, talking to myself, Yeah, but but then I crossed the line, and Joy surprised me because I, I didn't know she was going to actually be there. Um, I um, she she went to Roanoke to meet my new um, our new our new godchild. Whoa, I'm a cool. godparent now. Yeah, um, you're like the fairy godmother. Exactly. <laughs> or, the, or the godfather. I can't. I am do the godfather. Impression. She's the mother. Um, <laughs> rolls rolls we go back and forth um (laughs) no she she surprised me at the end and that 
little bit. It was all I could do to hold it. All of the tears. Yeah. And Joy will lie about it. I I did not cry right there. Well, let's was, bring her I on. I want to hear. I want to hear yeah, what she thinks. I want to hear if you um, if you actually cried. Um. I I have. There's no shame, man. There's no shame. You'll sit right there though. Because <laughs> part of you is crying because you're so happy you finished, and part of you is just like relieved. You're like, oh, I yeah. don't have to do this anymore. Right. So what do you think, Joy? Like when he, when your, your beautiful man runs across the finish line. My beautiful sweaty man. <laughs> well, I mean, so sweaty. it was kind of. Well, obviously he gets super super red, so he looks the same as if he's working out really hard or if he's really emotional. Yeah. So it very well could have been a mixture of both, but. I played it off well. Don't listen to her <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> but pretty much like right after he crossed, so obviously you have the people that are kind of grouped at the very end. Yeah. So he is just like kind of just trampled right through. Yep. And there is an opening between where like two rows of cars are parked. Yeah. And he just kind of plopped there. And then you're just like, I'm so glad you're here. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. And exactly like that, no lion, I'm not picking on him, it's the truth. So it very well is like a mixture of both. He yeah. was emotional because he was glad it was over. Yeah. And he was obviously able to see my beautiful face at the end. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely a mixture of both. And yeah. like probably like pride in there too. Like you're probably pretty oh, proud of yourself yeah. and you know, you yeah, feel yeah. accomplished so. Yeah, and I was a very frantic person within that hour and a half that I was waiting because I ended up, I left Roanoke. Like I got to Roanoke around like ten thirty. Yeah. Left Roanoke around one. Got to Hanging Rock around like two forty. And did and, you did you think you were gonna be on time or like did you guys did you well, did I Jason wasn't sure how um, parking was gonna be? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, just because I knew that was where the finish line was, and he was saying about there's so many people that were running it. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, I wasn't sure how far, you know, how far back I'd have to park and whatever. So um, I ended up just going, like, straight from Roanoke to Hanging Rock. Holy frick, I was so tired of sitting. <laughs> so as soon as I got there, because um, I had, like, busy work in my car in case, you know, whatever, but it was just me. And so I'm just like, well, let me hurry up and get to the finish line. Because I'm like, I don't know. Because I just didn't want to, just in case, Jason turn into an extra yep. beast. And yep. then the race early. I hear you. Um, so I ended up just uh, being at the finish line, talking to this Asian woman whose husband was like 60-something, was doing, this was his third time doing this particular 50K. That's awesome. And I'm just like, well, frick. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, um, so I see pretty much like I'm trying to find people through the trees and every red beard. (laughs) There are so many red beards in ultra running. (laughs) A knee strap on. I was like, holy crap. Wait, that's not him. And so I was just, I, mm. That's hilarious. I was good when I saw that. There's so many dudes with just giant beards running ultras. Uh, there really was. Yeah. And there was one. It was like an amazing foot long beard. I mean, it was glorious. There's some glorious beards. And by the way, Jason, I wanted to compliment you on your beard right now. It's uh, it's grown out so well. It's very fine. I cannot <laughs> grow a beard, so I'm jealous. I'm working on it. I can't one either so it's okay there you go there you go um okay so you got to the end you celebrated um the next day i was texting you and you said you felt all right which i was like good that means you're you trained properly you know you didn't feel super sore what uh this is the question i always don't actually like as a participant in these but like would you do it again what's what do you think the next event might be like what do you kind of want to pursue now so, um, yes, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do another. Um, my wonderful wife is signed up for, going to sign up for a half marathon. I'm fist pumping. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to pull back my training a little bit yeah. and just maintain 
Yeah. And um, work with her a little bit just to kind of get her where she wants to be and then try and kind of do that. But then as far as myself, um, I don't know. I'm going to sign up for something. I don't know if I want to do – I think I want to do another 50K. Mm-hmm. And then I want to tackle a, um, a 50 miler. Um, but yeah. you could totally do it, man. If you can do it, everyone always says this and it always bugs me, but they're like, if you can do a 50 K, you can do a 50 miler. And then once yeah. you do that, they're like, if you can do a 50 miler, you can do a hundred miler. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's twice. It's like, that's a never ending thing. Yeah. 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 But you totally yes. could, man. Like, cause you've reached the point now where you understand how your body's going to feel when it's really right. tired and you understand like even though it feels terrible you can still keep moving forward yeah so awesome man mm-hmm. well yeah and that's where i i, I know that i know i want to do that um but you were talking about spartans and stuff yeah. that might be what i end up doing next yes that would be cool um, it's something that's more crossfit and running um but yeah i don't know yeah, man. That's what I know. That's why I always hate that question, which is why I kind of felt bad asking it because it always takes me a few months to really decide what I want to do next. You know? Yeah, um, I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I I need to be asked that question <laughs> just to keep me motivated to do because I've had this whole year, like I said, it's been busy, and it's this was the last like big event of this yeah. year. So now it's well, what's next? What do I do? Yeah. Um, other than focus on my marriage and do all those wonderful things. But. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome, man. I'm super proud of you. Joy, I'm super pumped for you and proud of you too for yeah, signing I- up. <laughs> so good luck with that. And uh, yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll have to have you back on at some point um, in the future. Yeah, but sure. yeah, dude, super proud of you. Like awesome. You're, you inspire me to be honest. Like I'm so dang inspired by you guys. So <laughs> thank awesome. you. Awesome thing for me i'm just like well if he can do a 50k i think i could do a half marathon that's right and that's the message we're trying to spread <laughs> like my, yeah exactly <laughs> my sister sent me or she tagged me something on instagram today and commented and she posted a bunch of pictures from the race and she's like well my little brother ran a 50k i guess i gotta run today and so she texted <laughs> me i was like yep I got out of, I got off my ass and I started running today. <laughs> that like, rocks, man. That's the awesome. point of it, you know? Yeah. Like people cuz cuz people know you, you know? Like if you're someone who's never met anyone who's ran a 50k, you're like that's impossible. And then yep. if it's someone you actually know though and you're like, "Oh, they did it." Like, yeah, I'm sure it was super hard, but I'm sure I can at least try it or try something like getting off my butt and running or you know what yeah. I mean? It's super cool. Exactly. That's what I love about it. So yeah, and man. I definitely that I work at the brick now too. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, exactly. You work at the running store, so you're like at the running store, yeah. So I'm sure Adam's well, pressuring funny you. Is <laughs> people that ran in this race knew what the brick was in Danville, Virginia. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I that, me- I've been meaning to talk to Adam about it because his name is resound or resounds through the neighboring state of North Carolina. Well, oh, and you know, to be honest, like even to take it into a bigger perspective, I think what you guys are doing and what Adam's doing at the brick, like that's helping out that whole community, you know, because it's not necessarily like the most health oriented town or area in the United States or like town uh, in Virginia, you know what I mean? So you guys are definitely like up in it and really spread in all that awesomeness. So yeah. Yeah. So that rocks. Keep it up. (laughs) Oh yeah. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Cool. Bye. All right. Once again, big thanks to Jason and his lovely wife, Joy, uh, for hopping on at the end and telling us that, yes, Jason cried at the end of the race. (laughs) I think that was the conclusion we reached. Um, (laughs) You guys are awesome. You're inspiring me. I hope you're inspiring, uh, you know, you guys out there listening to the show. Um, Sign up for 50K. Here's how you do it. Go to www.ultrasignup.com. You can look for races like within like 200 miles of you. Find a pretty place you've never been to. Find some trails you've never traversed and sign up. Like do it, you know, do give yourself a couple months to train for it. Like Jason did, he gave himself four months. Give yourself some time. 
but sign up. And if you do, let me know. Cause I would love to know that I peer pressured some more people into this. <laughs> Cause I love it. Uh, yeah, definitely sign up for something hard though. It doesn't have to be a 50K, but I love 50Ks. Like I think they will be life-changing for you. And I think you're going to take so much away from them. Uh, but yeah, so sign up. That's ultrasignup.com. It's an awesome website. Uh, check it out. It has races by you. I promise. You're in Hawaii? They got yourself some races. Are you in Massachusetts? They have races for you as well. I was going to try to do a Boston accent, but I can't. And it's too late at night when I'm recording this. Um, you're in Kansas? Hey, oh, where are all my Kansas folks at? That was weird. But uh, they probably have races for you as well. So, yeah, check those out. Sign up for somewhere you've never been. That's what I always do. Um, make it a cool experience for yourself. And then let me know. That'd be awesome. Uh, you guys rock. Thank you for listening. I'm going to wrap it up right now. I'm going to post this. I'm posting this late Thursday night. It's 9.25. This is like an hour past my bedtime because I'm uh, a guy with two kids who wakes up at four in the morning. (laughs) So there you go. All right, guys. uh, We'll get back at you in a few days. We're going to talk with Scott Stark, another 50K story, uh, first time 50K story. Um, Yeah, so check that out. I'm hoping both these combined make you realize like, yeah. I could do one of these things. I can step up. That'd be great. All right. See you guys. Peace.